welcome to the 444 podcast Where you gotta catch it like, like a drop pass You know Dom is hitting all of the topics Ranging from the flyers to the process You know it's heavy sixers in my city From Embiid to Simmons You know we keep it gritty And the Phillies is ringing the bell The skipper got this team ready to sell No national love for Harper, right? I would've signed Bryce twice, the price was right, uh Wentz to Earth, such a connection Turnover on downs, Malcolm Jenkins in a session We back to being the beast from the east Turn the volume up and let Dom speak You know, I usually start this podcast off with, you know, what up, what up, what up, what's going on, everybody? And uh, I usually, you know, come on and I thank people, you know, for all the listens and whatnot. Um, Let you know that I appreciate your support. And then I get into usually uh, like Eagles topic or a Sixers topic. But today... um. I'm, I gotta pay homage and I, I just I just cannot it would be disingenuous of me to come on and talk about anything else because I think the world you know has you know been talking about the the tragedy that happened a few days ago and of course I'm talking about the untimely death of one Kobe Bryant and um 800 passengers that were on the helicopter with him, including his daughter Gianna. And I just, you know, when it happened, of course, like, you know, that day I was supposed to, it's funny because that morning we were supposed to do 215 Sports Show, me, Ern, and Rel. Well, me and Rel, because Ern was out of town. And um, couldn't get the, couldn't get everything working on Facebook. So. Um, Ralph said a little something, and then you know, we said that we try to get the kinks worked out, and then the day goes along. And around 2 30 in the afternoon, I get on Facebook and I check my Facebook and I see, um, Kobe Bryant killed, and it, I see it's from TMZ, and TMZ is a you know, sometimes they get things right, other times they get it wrong, whatever. But, you know, I knew it was kind of serious when my brother came downstairs. I was at my grandmother's house. My brother came downstairs. He said, yo, turn on ESPN or something real quick. And I was like, yo, I'm just getting this notice that Kobe Bryant died. And then the news broke officially. And, I mean, I just kind of went numb I I, I'm be honest with you it was hard for me to even get behind the mic I think today was the first day I kind of felt a little normal because 
the past two days I've just been I've been mourning just literally mourning this been mourning his death it's just been I never and I, as I said to my father I never knew that I could feel this way about a celebrity or a sports figure dying I never knew that I could feel this way and I just literally the first word that comes to mind about how I felt or how, I, how I'm feeling is I'm just like I'm devastated we get the news Sunday and I was just driving to work um, right so I'm at my grandmother's house to drop my son off you know I say good you know because um, my sister was watching him for me and I hear the news Kobe Bryant got killed and it's still like coming out so it's still not fully confirmed I haven't seen anything from CNN or MSNBC or nothing like that so I haven't seen anything from a, a quote unquote reliable news source only TMZ so not even ESPN is reporting on this right now because it's not like yet confirmed I think the reason that I you started to really believe that something really happened was because there was a, a tweet that came out from Los Angeles, or I don't even know what police department it was near Calabasas where, where the helicopter went down, but they confirmed that there was an accident and nobody was, conf- no people were confirmed on the, like no names were confirmed. So I knew that something did happen and it just kind of made sense that, you know, this actually did happen, but I was still kind of waiting. And I got in the car, I'm driving to work, and then they kind of announced it on radio. And I just kind of went numb. And I just kept saying, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe he died. I can't believe Kobe was killed. And I can't even believe that I'm saying it today. It's January, so it's two days after it happened. So it's January 28th. Um... It's a little bit before midnight. It's 11.47 p.m. right now as I'm recording this. And I still can't believe that I'm saying that Kobe Bryant died. It is. I don't even know how. Like it, The only word I said that comes to mind is I'm just devastated by the entire thing. And I'm heartbroken. I'm sad. I'm mourning. Um, I just downright don't feel good. And it's not just me, it's, you know, a lot of people. And, you know, I, I had to think sometimes, like, is it, like, am I really going overboard because, it's, you know, this is just sports or whatever. And, you know, I maybe, you know, because it's a celebrity, like, I'm going a little too rough. But, like, it's not even that. It's just when you look at who he was on a global scale, the way he kind of affected our lives, us as sports fans and us just as ca- even casual fans, you just see it and you're just like, and then the way it happened and then who was on board with him, including his 13-year-old daughter who you knew he loved. You seen her at all like Laker games and stuff like that that you see, you know, it's coming out now that, you know, he went to UConn games together and, you know, she was really kind of his heir apparent and I'm just like, yo, like, Kobe got killed. Not only he got killed, his daughter, who I know he loved so much. He loved all of his daughters, but his daughter was killed. And I think about his wife and his other three daughters. You know, one of them is a baby. Well, two of them are, like, really young. But, like, 
the one daughter, the oldest one. You know, I look at her and I'm just like, and then, you know, his wife. And I'm just like, this is, and then his mom and his pop and sisters. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so tragic. And I just kind of felt that it was only fair or only right of me to get on the mic to like really just express how I feel like I, I I could talk about the Sixers like Sixers won tonight and I'm glad about that but today was even the first that I could even watch basketball like I was telling 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 my guys in, the, in in our sports chat like it felt good just to be able to just watch basketball today because I you know for a few days I didn't want to do anything I just wanted to to it, it kind of sounds bad but I just wanted to mourn because that's how I felt. Like I went to work, kind of going through the motions, and I come home, and you know, my girl's trying to watch TV with me, and I'm just like, I just, I'm not feeling it. I, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch that. I just wanted to watch stuff with Kobe in it. Like last night, they replayed the the game where you know his last game, he scored 60 points. Um, I just wanted to watch that. Like, and I'm just like. I don't want to watch anything else. I don't want to do anything else. And I know it's not productive. And, you know, we know Kobe for being such a hard worker and such a relentless competitor. And you, he would never be slacking. But it's just like, I couldn't help but to slack. I couldn't help but to just be blah. And I still feel a little bit like that. But, like, today is the first day where I could even... I even had the energy to get behind the mic and say something. And I'm sad. I'm sad. Like, I'm at work Sunday, and this all happened by the time I get to work. I can't really focus on work. I just want to just be on my phone looking at, you know, what's going on because I'm just like, I'm at work, and um, this just happened. So it's like, you know, fresh. And then I eventually get a chance to take a, you know, take a gander at my phone. And I see that his daughter was there. And, like, my by the time I would get to my phone, like, I look at the text group and, like, it's blowing up. Like, yo, they said his daughter was on the plane. Then I heard this story that Rick Fox was on the plane. I'm just like, oh, my, I can't take this. I cannot take this. I cannot take this. And I think that's why it's been weighing so heavy on me. I'm just so distraught over such a and listen i'm not even a i wasn't even a big kobe fan like i just really became a fan of kobe bryant um his latter years in the in the league i was a fan of like you know i always i always say i was a fan of 24 kobe instead of eight kobe but like i think it's i think it's a kind of a couple things i think it's one him maturing to me understanding his game and me maturing as a fan and I just look at, I look at um, his career overall. Like I said, I really was a fan um, later in his career. But then after he retired, like I was, <laughs> I would be watching these videos, and it's so funny because my uncle, my uncle eighty, is a huge fan of the Lakers, and he was a big Kobe Bryant fan. And you know, I remember a few months ago I was looking at a video, like you know, Kobe had they had like these little videos out. Like, all over Facebook and all over social media and stuff. Like, even before he passed. And, like, 
still still sounds crazy me saying that even before he passed and you know like, like kind of motivational kind of videos and it would be like little stories that he would tell and he was telling a story about um you know he's on a team where it was a lot of younger teammates he had so uh you know, he was telling his guys that he couldn't go out, that they couldn't go out. They were on a back to back. They were on an away trip and they were on a back to back. And he was like, uh, I know we're here in Chicago and I know it's beautiful here, but we can't go out. We got, you know, this game. Nah, we, you know, got to get some rest. But they insisted on going out. So, you know, Kobe was like, OK, all right, y'all want to go out? Fine. I'll even go out with you. He went out with him. You know, drinking in the whole nine, you know, and then 5 a.m. comes and it's like bang, bang, bang on their doors. And like they're like knocked out. And uh, he's like, you like get up. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I hung out with you. Now you come hang out with me. This is what we're going to do. So they work out in the morning. They got shoot around like 11 o'clock. He said, by the time the game started, like their legs are just like dead. Like, they're just dog tired. And like, you know, they don't have, of course, they lose the game. And <laughs> he's like, you know, the lesson was learned. He's like, and then he, I remember him saying it so clearly. He's like, if you're going to do that, do that. But don't forget why you're here. This is what we came to do. We're here for a reason. And like, he was just trying to say like, you know, all the extracurricular activity. If you can handle doing that, then do that. But don't forget the task at hand. And I was just like, I texted my uncle and I was like, do I like, do I love Kobe Bryant? Like I asked him, I was like, I think I'm starting to love this guy. Like I love his mentality. And I think, you know, people have been talking about it over the last couple of days, like the Mamba mentality. And I'm like, I, I like, I love this. I, and I couldn't get enough of it. Everything, every video I would see of him, like I would just always watch it and I would just like pick up gems out of it. Like, I'm like, Kobe really is a relentless, like teach, like he's a first way, the great teacher. He's a relentless competitor. And I'm like, man, like, this is what I was missing. I didn't appreciate this while he was in the league. And it sucks, you know. But I'm like, you know, I, you know, it's fine. Like, I still could watch his motivational stuff, and it's fine. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm, no way would I even think that I would be talking today about Kobe Bryant's death. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm completely stunned. And I'm like, I said, like I said, I wasn't even a fan for a long time. A Kobe like that I wasn't I'm not this fan you know day one I was you know I'm a diehard Sixers fan you know I loved Allen Iverson um and I actually loved I loved Kobe's competitors so I loved Allen Iverson and uh, T-Mac was my second favorite player and you know it's funny because I hear about Kobe Bryant's death you know I think about the athletes and I first thought about LeBron because, you know, his last tweet was to LeBron. And then I thought, and then his second to last tweet was a retweet from Allen Iverson. And if you ever heard Allen Iverson talk about how he feels about Kobe Bryant, you knew that he loved Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant loved him. And those were like the first two athletes I thought about. And like I was just like waiting to hear from them. And I know AI is crushed. I know he's crushed. Like, I, I know it. Like, he came out with a statement. And I'm like, yeah, like, the statement is him. But I'm like, I know him. I know 
the kind of emotional person that he is. And I know that he's crushed. And then we saw the pictures of um, LeBron James and, and the other Lakers getting off the plane. And then it comes out a little bit later, like he had talked to Kobe right before he got on the plane. And I'm just like, I I can't even imagine the devastation that he's going through right now. And like I'm watching ESPN as I'm recording this. So they showed a clip of him at Bronny's game tonight. And I'm glad to see him in public. Like I'm glad to just see LeBron in public right now because I know he's like, I know he's mourning like, you know, I can't even imagine. He just like, think about this. He's in Philly on Saturday night. He breaks. He's, he passes Kobe to become third all time on the all time scoring list. Um, they lose the game. The Sixers won. Cause I, that was actually what I was going to record about on Sunday. I was going to talk about the Sixers winning a big game against the Lakers. He passes Kobe in Philly. Kobe tweets him. Um, his last tweet, you know, he congratulates him. And I just never forget the tweet. Like at the end, he says, you know, he's continuously moving the game forward. My, and then he says, my brother, like, and then he tweets the number of points, like, you know, that he has. Um, and then not even 24 hours later, he's gone. And I'm, I'm devastated. And I can't even imagine, can't even imagine like, and LeBron said, he's like, you know, it was be no, it was no way. I thought this, this would be our last conversation. No way. I thought this would be our last conversation. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still shocked. I still like, I see, I watch TV and I, I still see like, um, it says Kobe Bryant, you know, 1978 to 2020. And I'm just like, it doesn't even look right to me. It looks like weird. And like saying Kobe Bryant died in the same sentence is like, it's weird. Like Kobe Bryant and the word died in the same sentence is weird. Um, it just doesn't seem natural. And I'm still sad. Like I said, I'm, I'm still devastated by this. And I just wanted to get on the mic today because I wanted to pay my respect and pay homage. Like, I, I really, I really am sad by this. And I really appreciate what he did for the league, what he did for, you know, Lakers and, you know, just what he did from a, a standpoint of just being great. I appreciate that. And I, I watched it like I months ago, like probably like last year or whatever. I watched Kobe Bryant's Muse. I love his show Detail that's on ESPN Plus. Cause I actually have ESPN Plus, but it's like I love like I'm like, yo, I love this stuff. Like I I love what the content that he was coming out with. And I could see, you know, that he was, you know, and I of course I love Dear Basketball. I loved it when it came out. And I'm glad that he won an Oscar. And I thought that was amazing that he won an Oscar for it. But you could see like him transitioning into his second career. And then what I didn't under know or didn't understand was um the amount of the like the the big family man that he was. Like I mean, of course I see him, you know, the game with his daughter and stuff like that, but 
I'm just like, yo, he really was a family man. Like, loved his wife, loved his kids. And then you heard the story of him, why he takes a chopper. And in case some of you didn't know, he took a chopper so he could maximize um, time with his kids. He takes his kids out in the morning to school, whatever. Take a chopper downtown, practice, do his media stuff, do his extra work, fly back home on the chopper, pick his kids up, maximize family time. He said that he wanted to do that because those road trips are long in the NBA. He said he never knew when he was going to be able to spend the time that he wanted to spend with his kids. So his wife would like volunteer and say, I'll get the kids. I'm like, no, no, I'll get the kids. I want to do this because he never like those road trips in the NBA are long. And he was like, I, you know, I don't know sometimes when I'll be able to spend the next amount of time with my kids, with, with, with you guys. It's not about him wanting to be flashy or whatever. He'd say he looked into the chopper. He'd take, been taking the chopper for a while. He was taking the chopper for a while. I think what I heard was like he taking the chopper for at least a decade. And I just, you know, for him, to, he was going to his daughter's game. He was going. He was. They're going to the Mamba Center. For what I understand, it's called the Mamba Center. They're going to the Mamba Center. You know, daughter on the AU team. The team that he coaches. And I'm just like, this is so tragic. Like, so, I couldn't even imagine this in my wildest, like, wildest nightmare. It's just so sad. And, you know, I, I my first, I guess the, the day, the next day, you know, after it happened, I woke up in the morning, I was going to work. And I, the first thing I did, I looked at my phone and I was like, I felt like I was just trying to wake up from a bad dream. I was trying to wake up from a nightmare. And I, that's how I, I, I'm still trying to wake up from this nightmare that won't end. And I'm just, I'm crushed, man. I'm crushed. I'm, I'm hurting for his family. I'm hurting for all the fans out there. I'm hurting for everybody. I'm hurting for myself. And just hearing like, different stories about him coming out now about the good that he was doing in the world just like man we lost a beautiful soul we really did we lost beautiful people i don't you know i don't know the rest of the folks of course uh, but you know losing kobe losing his daughter losing everyone else that was on the chopper it was a coach on the chopper apparently he's a really good coach you know, one of Gianna's teammates was on the chopper. There was a whole family that was lost in that chopper. And it's just, of course, a pilot. And it's just, it's crushing, man. It's something I, I don't think I'll be able to get over for a while. I really I really don't. It's not just me saying it. I, it just, it's really tough, man. It's really tough. And like today, like I said, today was like my first day of like normalcy, almost. Like, was able to watch a basketball game. And I, I was telling, you know, my guys, like, I wasn't even worried about the Sixers winning as much. I was just happy that I was able to watch a game. Kind of like it was therapeutic for me. And I'm just crushed, man. I'm hurt. I watched the game tonight. I'm watching the highlights from it right now. 
Joel Embiid had 24 points. Actually, wore the number 24 today. He called Bobby Jones and asked Bobby Jones, could he wear the number? Because, you know, number 24 for the Sixers is retired. So, he called Bobby Jones. He asked Bobby Jones, could he wear the number? Bobby Jones thanked him for calling. He said, of course you can wear it. He scored 24 points with the number 24. It's funny, his last shot that he hit was <laughs> a fadeaway. He's like, he, hit the, he shot the fadeaway and was like, Kobe. <laughs> and it's like, those little things, in time, those little things will make me smile. And I'll be able to laugh at that. And I'll be able to think about, I'll be able to look at the Kobe memes and like, look at those and have those memories and just, you know, be able to smile. I learned once. This is uh, this is when my mom passed away. There was a guy named Keith Johnson, Bishop Keith Johnson. We just knew him as Keith because I, you know, I knew him all my life. But he told me, he said, "I want to, I want you to allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to be sad." He said because the pain will eventually pass. And then when it does pass, you'll just be able to have all the good times. You'll remember all those great times you had. And you'll be able to smile again. And I said it to all of you. Like anyone who out there is mourning. Most of you out there who are mourning. And hurting. Just allow yourself to grieve. Be mournful. It's okay. Like, it's okay for a man to cry. It's okay... For anybody to cry over this. This is sad. It's okay for. You to just wonder why. It's okay for. You know it's just okay. It's okay to just have. To to be down about it. It's okay. And then. Like I said. You allow yourself to mourn and grieve. And the pain will pass eventually. And then you'll be, you know, when it does pass, one day you'll be able to smile again. And you'll think about the great times. And you think about all those, like, happy moments. You'll think about the 81-point game. And you'll think about, you know, him winning championships and him beating Boston. And that's probably when I became, like, a fan of Kobe. Like, when he... When he won that fourth title. And then when he won that fifth title against Boston. I was really a fan. <laughs> but. I say all that to say. like You'll be able to remember those things. And. You'll smile. And we'll think of. And we'll still be upset. You know. It'll be a, a hole that you can't fill. But. You'll, you'll, you'll get through it. You'll be able to cope. And it'll be a lot more great times that you remember than bad times. And. Yeah. Like there'll be times where I, down the line where I'll be thinking about, you know, I still think like even before, of course, this tragedy happened. I was thinking about that 60 point game, his last game. And I was just like, that was amazing. <laughs> He shot 50 times and, you know, you know, Kobe was always a shooter, a gunner, but man, it like that was remarkable what he did, like miraculous, remarkable, whatever you want to say. 
it was just that was awesome and i remember like that night that it happened that was the same night the warriors were going to win their 73rd game and i actually had i had i had both those games on i had two different tvs i was living in baltimore at the time and these two little small like flat screens 32 inch joints and um i had one on in my bedroom and i had one on in the living room and i was watching both of those games i think i was streaming because i didn't have two boxes i just had one cable box i think i streamed it on the other tv but you know i just was i was like running back and forth but then that 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 game that that lakers game sucked me in like i watched <laughs> he was going off in that fourth quarter and I didn't think he was going to score 50 points. I thought he was going to have like a 30 point night and you know, that'd be it. But not only did he score 50, he scored 60 and it was just amazing how he did it. It was awesome. I know he shot a lot of times and think about it. Like, well, for a long time, I had believed that he knocked Utah out of the playoffs, but I don't know what happened with Utah. They, I don't know. If they just gave up, but they just, you know, maybe they just quit because they weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. But Man, he torched them. And they were the better team, obviously. They were in the playoff run until that last day. Till that la till that game actually they were in the playoff run. So um It was just miraculous to see. It was amazing. And I was going off and I'm like, yo, I'm not even a big fan of Kobe, but I was snapping in the house. I think my my son was a baby at the time. He was asleep. And you know, my girls looking at me like what's wrong with you like acting crazy around here but <laughs> i was so, i was so hyped and i was just watching sports center over and over and over after it happened i was because i was so amazed i was so amazed that he could do that in his last game 20 seasons body broken down he was exhausted game 82 and he just found a way to turn it on in those last few minutes and just it's <laughs> 60 points it's amazing to me it's amazing and now it's like those times down the line will come and you'll just be able to smile and think about your Kobe was amazing man he was an amazing player you know you'll be able to think about those things and you'll just smile and it'll be all good it'll be all good but my heart today is just heavy for his family you know, because we didn't just lose Kobe. We lost, you know, his other people on the chopper. And we lost his daughter. And his daughter was, you know, going to be a phenom. And we're never going to get to see it. You know, just tragically going too soon. And I've prayed for them. I've prayed for everybody. i pray for the fans. I've prayed for, you know, people close to Kobe. I've prayed, I prayed for the Lakers. I, I prayed. I pray. I And I will continue to do so. I will continue to pray for all of us because we all need it right now. We all need strength. Got to look to the hills. You really do. The scripture in the Bible. I look to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And I really, and it's not just for, you know, when you're struggling in your own life. But, you know, when you want to encourage somebody else and, and, and when you need to encourage someone else. You do these things. You, you do that. You got to look toward the hills. And I just, I prayed and I was just like, God, just give us strength. 
I had to look toward God at this moment because I'm like, I don't, I don't know my way out of this. And I'm like, he's not even a family member of mine. He's not anyone directly related to me or correlated to me in any way. But it's just my heart was heavy. And my heart is heavy. My heart is heavy for, you know, not just because we lost him and, you know, everyone else in the chopper, but those families and everyone else affected by this. My heart's heavy for all of those people. And I just pray. And that's why I pray for everyone else, because we all need it. So I will continue to do so. I pray that God gives us all strength. I pray that he gives us clarity and understanding. I pray, Lord, that I pray that his will will continue to be done. And I pray that one day we'll all be able to smile again. And we'll only remember those good times. And we'll laugh and we'll joke. And hopefully one, somebody can be inspired from all of this. And I pray always that the Lord's will be done in Jesus name. Wow. I think that's just that's the way I'll end. I'll end the podcast. I wasn't planning to end it here. I probably was going to talk a little bit more, but um, not really much more I can say. I just I pray you know, for everybody. And, uh, I, you know, it's okay to mourn, you know, mourn with those, um, who mourn. That's what the Bible says. So I, I will, I will, you know, grieve in my own way. And I, I encourage everyone to do so as well. Cause grieving is actually healthy. I was reading, um, a Bible plan and it is a section of it, like four or five days worth. It was like on grieving. And talked about the health of grieving. Like it's it's healthy for you. You need to grieve it. It gives you understanding that you actually love and care for people. And that it gives you a connection to God. So I, I pray that we all do that. Alright. But um and if you you know, as everyone has been saying, I'll say it as well. You know, if you got a, a beef with a family member or a beef with someone that you're close with or were close to at one time. And, you know, it's meaningless beef or whatever, even if it is a meaningful beef. Man, if you love that person, you need to call them and tell them that you love them. Send them a text. Do something like life is too short. Like we saw Kobe. And I was, you know, telling my grandmother or whoever. I, was, I don't know. I, I think I said to my grandmother, but some other people as well. Like, oh, definitely. I was telling my girl too. like, you know, like Kobe had money. Kobe had resources. This is not even about, you know, you know, he didn't have a health problem. It's not even about any of that. You know, it doesn't matter. Like you can, anyone can go at any moment. We don't know. And that's why I say like, you know, cherish those you love, like hug them. Let them know that you love them. Like my girl mad at me right now. And I'm just like, look, I don't want no beef with you. I don't want no beef with nothing right now. I just don't. Be mad at me all you want, but I love you and I'm sorry for what I did. Even if, even if I didn't, <laughs> now I don't necessarily feel that I was wrong. Like, I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. I'm sorry because I don't want you to feel inferior anyway. And it's just me being brutally honest. It's probably the most honest I've been on this podcast, but like, I just don't want, I don't want anything to affect people that I love 
you know, me hindering. I, you know, if something's wrong, I just want to get the chance to let them know that I love them. That's all. At the end of the day, like it doesn't like all the look little stuff. It's just frivolous. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know, it's just we gotta love each other. We gotta love people. Like I just say this, and I'll be done with it. You know, Kobe. You know, for athlete that he was, a global icon that he was, one and I am, and I'm kind of like kind of borrowing this from someone who actually wrote a post about it today, or yesterday, or whatever. But they said um, one thing that this showed us is that we aren't that much different than each other, regardless of social economic class, regardless of race, religion, all of that stuff. We have the ability to love each other. We're not that much different than one another. We really aren't. We just need to love each other. And I know this country is divided right now, you know, the political climate. But we aren't that much different when it comes down to it. And we allow certain forces to to drive us apart. But we really do love each other. We don't really hate each other. We really don't. We might we might disagree with one another. But that doesn't mean we can't love each other. And I just want that for all. I want that for all of us. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. I want that for all of us. Forgiveness love i want that for all of us i think we all can learn something from that and i think in kobe's death in the wake of his death i think that can teach us all a lesson about loving each other and caring for each other regardless of what our you know certain opinions are about certain things whatever it may be it doesn't matter at the end of the day it's about love it's about loving each other the bible talks about it it is the it is well. It's the second commandment. You know, when Jesus came back, he, he gave two commandments. He said, "Love God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind." The second commandment is, the second commandment is like unto it: love thy neighbor as thyself. And I think that we all just need to, we all need to do that. Like you gotta love your brother, your fellow man, like. Just and then, even if you don't tell them, let your actions show. Let your light shine upon men. Like you have to, you kind of you have to do that. Like let your actions show that you love people, that you're full of love. And that's what Kobe did. I'm just reading different stories about Kobe, and I'm like, he really loved people. Like he really showed a lot of love. That's why people are so heartbroken over this because he loved people. He did a lot for people. He was genuine when he did it too. He didn't. He wasn't doing it for no show. A lot of times when I was just reading the story right before I got on this podcast, and I promise you, I didn't. I didn't even plan to go in this direction. I kind of just planned to talk about Kobe, and then get off the mic. But a lot of times he did things, and he didn't want any PR. Like the rule. Matter of fact, the rules were he couldn't have PR around. Like he would do things and. You know, under cloak per se. I read a story where he like, you know, met up with this little kid. Little kid's name was also Kobe, and 
little kid had a heart condition. Um, death was imminent, and he just, you know, I Kobe wanted to go see that little boy in Phoenix, and uh, he wanted to go play ball with the little kid. Like the little kids in the hospital, so he just like tossed around the ball with him in the hospital. Kobe was willing to like pay any kind of money needed to pay for that kid to get healthy, and it, unfortunately, it was just too. He was too far along, and he passed away a week later. But apparently, that was those were the the, the mother said those were the, the happiest moments of his life. And Kobe just did that out of genuine love. And we can all learn something from him just from him doing that. Even in his final moments of, you know, flying to a game on a helicopter with his daughter and everyone else that was on the chopper as well. You know, the love that he had for his daughter to coach her team and to spend so much time and invest so much in her. And not just, you know, his, his daughter, but everyone else on that team, like, you know, him being a fierce competitor, but him loving his daughter enough to, 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 to get his hands dirty and just, and do whatever he could for her to, to, to push her. And I'm just like, man, it's just, I mean, he could have got in a car, he could have got in a car and, and drove two hours, but he was like, nah, like. I just I look at that as what happened. I look at it as a gesture of love, and I just I appreciate that. And I think, like I said, we can all learn something from Kobe in in the wake of his death. And you know, in case no one tells you, just know that I love you, Dom Lewis. Yeah, you probably never seen my face. I probably never seen yours. I'm Dom Lewis. I'm I'm a I'm a podcaster in Philadelphia. I love Philly sports. And I love you. Period. Period. Alright? So let somebody know you love them. I love you. I hope you guys feel that through this podcast. Um please support the podcast. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Share it if you haven't shared it already. Listen to it over and over and over. Leave comments. You can get in touch with me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at 444podcast. F-O-U-R-F-O-R, the number four, then podcast. Um, yeah, follow me. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Share it. Um, you never know who needs to hear it. I'll say it. you never know who needs to hear it. You may not listen to it. But somebody else might want to listen to it. And it, may, it might be exactly what they need to hear. So I implore you all. Even if you don't listen to this one. Just share it. But I love you all. And this will reach the people that it needs to reach. Alright. So I thank you all for listening. Um, and until next time. Hopefully under happier conditions. We'll talk soon. Peace.